fitter, happier, we move on to uh, uh, a much more uh, traditional song, uh, Electioneering. Pretty, a pretty big left turn compared to, uh, to, to the dystopian, depressing interlude of fitter, happier. Um, a lot of people actually think it's it's too much of a left turn, and that it takes away from from the impact of of fitter, happier. Uh, I don't know if I really agree with that. Um, some people even say that it, that it shouldn't even be on the album. Some people disagree. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's not experimental enough. It, it doesn't fit the theme of the album, uh, which which I don't really I don't really agree with. I think it, I think it fits, you know. But um, but yeah, it's it's definitely more of a traditional rock oriented song compared to uh to most of the other, uh, most of the other songs on the uh the album. Um, yeah. What what do you think? Was it was it a big shift for you going from fitter happier to electioneering? You know, I I do think it was quite a turn, but I think it was the right turn, Alex. Uh, it really picked up again, and I think it's what I personally needed after after listening to Fit Your Happier and kind of kind of going a little crazy. So, um, yeah, I did appreciate the the good kind of return to, to uh, more fundamental rock elements, and then there's some still some shifts in there, like kind of where a bridge normally would be um but for sure like i i wanted to get up and bop while listening to this song i want to dance you know move it was it was a feels good and i think you know it was a, it was a little pick me up after after such a dystopian criminal almost vibe because they're robbing you of your sanity yeah <laughs> great great uh great analogy there yeah uh yeah it's it's I mean, it it is a different sound than the rest of the album, but I think it definitely fits. It's a very political song. Um, yeah, the other uh, song was actually inspired by the the poll tax riots. They were inspired by um, Chomsky's Manufacturing Consent, which was a book analyzing contemporary mass media under the propaganda model. So, uh, you know, I think it really. Um, I think it really does fit in with with the rest of the album, um, and just you know, in in what it's talking about. I mean, the whole album is pretty political. It's talking about, um, you know, kind of things that are that are all about this song. Um, when talking yeah. about this song regarding mm-hmm. the uh, political references, Tom York said, "What can you say about the IMF or politicians or people selling arms to African countries, employing slave labor or whatever? What can you say? Just write down ca- cattle prods in the IMF and people who know know." Um, O'Brien, who's also a member of the uh, the the band Radiohead, Ed O'Brien, um, said the song is about the promotional cycle of touring. After a long while, you feel like a politician who has to kiss babies and shake hands all day long, uh, which I guess I agree with. You know, uh, I feel like the uh, touring and, and promoting your album it is pretty much selling yourself, and it's kind of the same thing that that politicians do. But instead of looking for votes, they're looking for you know money from people <laughs> from people buying their albums. So yeah, <laughs> they're still looking for money. Yeah, exactly. No, no I how, I like yeah. that comparison because. Yeah, like they're just they're just all going around, you know. There's no real time to make a a meaningful connection or even just slow down and, and chill out, right? It's you're 
writing the music to tour the music and you're touring the music and you're trying to write the next music and it's all just yeah i can't imagine yeah trying to sell yourself all the time uh so yeah you, you do think it fits then i think the, the lyrics definitely fit for me yeah i mean the, definitely the, with the musically it is a bit mm-hmm. a bit different but you know whatever yeah it's i like layers it. to the album i liked it yeah a lot of layers like an onion exactly just like an onion or an ogre yes exactly exactly all right Mm -hmm. uh i think (laughs) i'm ready to move on to the next song we talked a bit about this earlier climbing up the walls your uh your (laughs) you don't want to talk about Nope. <laughs> you uh, you, you kind of mentioned the song earlier about being one that kind of made you want to turn the record off. Uh, what uh, what did you, I'll I'll kind of start with your uh, your um, your perspective on the song. What did you think about it? Yeah, I uh, I wrote the word scary down just a number of times here in my <laughs> notes. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of freaky, you know. Especially they they really got you though. With going from okay, like wow, I thought bitter happier was was kind of the downs, right? Like that's that's the lowest you know we can go. But they start to pull you up again with electioneering, you know, track number eight, and then as you go climbing up the walls, you're just wrenched back down to the dark world uh, that old Tom has constructed for you. And I don't know the synth the synth elements were like cool, but again, it was just kind of a unsettling vibe throughout and because it's so bass heavy like especially the parts that were especially slow i i was just uncomfortable listening to it i think um especially with that contrast to the previous uh previous track yeah for sure huge contrast again um this is uh i mean radiohead they they i mean they make a lot of intense songs but i wouldn't really call any of them scary except for probably this song i mean it is so like it's 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 crazy it's an insane song it's um and the, the great part about this is this is actually kind of something that johnny greenwood who's the guitarist for radiohead and he's also an instrumentalist uh multi-instrumentalist he uh composed the string section and was written for 16 inch instruments um and he said i got very excited at the prospect of doing string parts that didn't sound like eleanor rigby which is what all string parts have sounded like for the past 30 years um which is cool because <laughs> you think string parts you know it's supposed to be all beautiful and melodic and stuff and it's this i mean this is like almost ugly and like and terrifying almost like it's it belongs in like a horror movie. Add on Tom York's voice, right? Which is the chorus or the 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 verses. It's very like low and and like almost whispery at times, but super high pitched and and unsettling. And then it goes into like the super high again wailing parts of his voice, and then he just like screams his head off at the end. I mean it's it's uh it's it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy that's for sure <laughs> it's and um and and the lyrics fit too um tom york actually drew from his time as an orderly in a mental hospital 
um, to uh, to to kind of talk about the lyrics um, and the policy of dis um, disinstitutionalizing mental health patients, as well as a New York Times article about serial killers. Um, and this is what he said about the the song. Oh, this is about the unspeakable, literally soul a uh, skull crushing. I used to work in a mental hospital around the time that the care in the community started, and we all just knew what was going to happen. It's one of the scariest things that happened in this country because a lot of them weren't just harmless. It was hailing violently when we recorded this. It seemed to add to the mood. Um, yeah, which I think adds to the mood of the song overall. It's it's like getting it's like getting your your face bashed in with a hammer, listening to this song, in a good yeah. way. Yeah, uh, you know, good way. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. I mean, this. Totally I. Good. I think I, I. I talked about it earlier. It's. It's one of my favorites on the album, and at times has been my definitely favorite. <laughs> yeah, one of the twelve favorites you have on this album. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, what I'm talking. About. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so did yeah, did you. you did you like the song? I think is the question. Mm, much like most of the album, I didn't really enjoy listening to it. No really <laughs> yeah like it it probably helps if you can understand the lyrics right again i probably understood the lyrics to one of these songs the first listen through um but yeah like it was just i can appreciate it for sure uh what they're what they they try to do and were successful obviously but i not not in my taste especially mm-hmm. climbing up the walls yeah <laughs> Very, uh, very much un-Ed Sheeran-like. I'm going to leave this podcast. No. <laughs> Please, we got, we got three more songs. Please stay. <laughs> um, all right, well, well here's, here's a more comfortable song to talk about. Uh, probably, well, not really comfortable. This is probably the most depressing song on the album, but probably the prettiest one, too, at least. Um... It uh, it's no surprises. Um, super sad. Super the the vibes oh. are down in this song. The vibes are very much down. Um, yeah, it sounds pretty though. It's very pretty. Tommy Rogashi described it as a fucked up nursery rhyme, um, which oh is true. It, it kind of has a playful childlike feel to it. Um, but it's also yeah. probably the the most soul crushing album uh, or soul crushing song on the album, because um, it's about being stuck and living an unfulfilled and unsatisfactory life. So, <laughs> huh? That's uh, that's it's uh, it's it's very uplifting. Tom York said that it stemmed from my unhealthy obsession of what to do with plastic boxes and plastic bottles. All this stuff is getting buried. The the debris of our lives. It doesn't rot. It just stays there. That's how we feel. That's how I deal with stuff. I bury it. Um, so it's it's a very well, that's uh, not healthy, Tom. It's not very healthy. Burying everything down, not the most healthy. Um, yeah. but yeah, super super uh soul crushing and sad. One of those songs that you you really lay awake at night, you know, staring at the ceiling, listening to No Surprises. I can see it. Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty happy for me. I thought it was a little too simple. You know, I, I like how you brought up the. It's kind of nursery rhyme like. You know, mm-hmm. it it did feel light in the sense of the instrumentation, but also light in in kind of the tone. Unless you, 
like can understand or listen to the lyrics better but it was it was more towards the pop side more mainstream definitely uh for me and and i'd even say like with how bright of a start you know obviously turns more digital like i could i could see some of those um uh, earlier influences um from that brit pop or rock era as well yeah for sure definitely uh more um one of the more normal songs, I guess. Another left turn um, on yeah. the album, going from climbing up the walls to no surprises. Right. Although I it's, do it's love less grunge. Yep. Yeah, I do love that decision though. I think it's great to have this kind of calming song afterwards, even if it is incredibly sad. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much all I got to say about that. So I'll. Uh, I'll all right. Uh, well, you feeling lucky oh i'm feeling lucky and i i think i mentioned earlier about loving one of the chorus i forgot which song i talked about it'd be my second favorite chorus this is my favorite chorus i love the chorus to lucky so much it's insanely it's so pretty and like triumphant and like stadium rock-esque it's it's crazy dude i i love the chorus so it sounds nothing like that but but you kind of get it Um, something like that yeah no i agree i like how you brought up the the stadium rock uh kind of feel because yeah as it progresses you know especially around that three minute mark like the structure like pulls towards more of that like big grandiose uh rock and roll type of feel and and i appreciated that you know as we're swelling towards the end almost at the very end of this album right we're finally getting this big almost mm-hmm. triumphant um salvation moment and i think that that really was the narrative i constructed or could feel through this as we went on this journey um but oh man the baseline at the beginning too just absolutely slaps mm. God, I gotta listen to the song again afterwards. Now, now I'm, I'm in the mood to listen to the song again. Yeah. God, I love I love this song so much. Um, yeah, and and the the stadium rock feel is kind of what people talked about. Um, it's very um, uh, Pink Floyd esque. Very um, not really psychedelic, but just 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 triumphant and big, like mm-hmm. really big. Um, which was it was amazing uh, again this is about tom's anxiety when it comes to tra- uh, transportation um the lyrics depict a man surviving a plane crash um wow yeah so which kind of i mean the it it's the chorus is pull me out of the aircraft so it makes a lot of sense if you if you read the lyrics but uh but yeah i just got I can't get over the chorus. I love the chorus so much, and the instrumentation, really, and everything. The whole, the whole, uh, the the high pitched um, chiming sound at the beginning, the three piece guitar arrangement, so sick. I love it. Yeah, yeah some would even say that it's uh, it's all coming together now. It's all coming together, and uh, speaking of. Speaking of all coming together, I think we should we should wrap up the album by talking about the last song, The Tourist. <laughs> 
the wow. lowest. Love it. This this is uh this, this song's pretty much about uh pretty much about slowing down, just like taking time. It's uh it's kind of a petty song almost to to <laughs> to uh to end the album. I mean the chorus is literally hey idiot slow down um and it's uh it's about tom being annoyed by tourists going around to every tourist attraction possible when they travel and trying to do everything on on their bucket list or to-do list instead of actually slowing down and enjoying where they are um which is is cool that's actually exactly what my mom does whenever we go places she's a big big tourist person um, but I but I'm trying to. She I goes wanna, or she slows. She she goes, man. She goes wants to do everything on a to do list, everything planned out meticulously. I just want to I just want to chill, you know. Maybe visit a museum or two, but you know, just, I'm trying to slow, wow. slow down. You know what I'm saying? Would, would you say to that? Slow. I'm a, yeah, yeah. Would you? Would does that? Does that seem like me? Would you say that I'm a slow person? Yeah, you know, I've always thought of you like a sloth. You know, yeah, so like. <laughs> It totally fits. I could yeah, see that. Exactly. Sloth goes abroad. Darn right. I'm Slowly. Just, I'm, just, I'm just sleeping, you know? I'm trying to find yeah. a bench to sleep on, you know? You know? Yeah, you're out of your tree. <laughs> out of my tree. I'm trying to I'm trying to just 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 uh just chill out, you know? Yeah, you're getting there, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah let me see the the lyrics yeah they were they were written by tom york inspired by his experience of watching american tourists in france frantically trying to see as many tourist attractions as possible he said that it was chosen as a closing track because a lot of the album was about background noise and everything moving too fast and not being able to keep up it was really obvious to have tourists the last song the song was written to me from me saying hey idiot slow down uh, because at that point I needed to, so that was the only resolution there could be to slow down. Um, yeah, the and uh, kind of the end of this Wikipedia article says the unexpectedly bluesy waltz draws to a close as the guitars drop out, leaving only drums and bass. It concludes with the sound of a small bell. So, so the 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 album doesn't end with a big bang. It ends with a whimper as, as the instrumentation kind of slowly, you know, fades out and stops and we just end it with a small little ding. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I heard it. Yeah. You heard the ding. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect closer. I love, I love, I love this closer. I think it's fantastic. Another, another one of my <clears throat> favorite choruses on the, uh, on the album and another one of my favorite. favorite songs in general yeah. on the album oh jeez, uh, yeah i did like the the feel of this where for me it was kind of melancholy you know it, but it but it had this light dramatic air to it at the same time where there was this sense of triumph there was this this kind of reminder like you said from tom to tom but also to us you know it was it was more than just the music for sure and I think that really comes across, and, and especially the ending, fade to silence, like you said, pulls us out, and it's and it's a breath, right? We're calming down, we're coming back. Mm -hmm. No need for all this anxiety, all these warnings that we've talked about and listened to for the last hour, you know. But we're pulled back to reality, and it, and it's okay again. So I I really like overall what this does, and I do think, yeah, I agree with Tom, in the sense that like. 
this is makes sense. It's an obvious, obvious ending to the album and has that sense of finality for sure. Yeah, it's uh, I I always love how Radiohead um kind of meticulously plans out their track listing. I think I'm 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 a big I mean you know I'm a big album guy. I like to listen to albums, like you know in order. I I like to listen to the, them all the way through, and I love yeah. a good piece together track list. And this this album's it's 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 perfect. I think even with electioneering after after fit or happier, I think it still fits very well um yeah and that's and that and that's the end that's the album that's the whole okay computer by radiohead album you 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 expanded your 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 music um expertise you finally listened to to a radiohead album uh what did you think about it overall uh i was really puzzled the whole time actually i don't I don't understand why Radiohead gets gets hype or so much hype or, or gets you know memed on uh, so much because I feel like it's kind of a, a joke uh, for like so so many people our age to be like oh you know like I listen to Radiohead or oh he listens to Radiohead like I don't I never really fully understood that and listening to this I was I was kind of under- underwhelmed. Um, because like you said, maybe, maybe it's wow. because it's, it's so different for, for what they're like originally known mm. for, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. I definitely will say like, I enjoyed the music a lot more than the vocals. Um, mm. I appreciated what the vocals they can, they can, they can, they're a grower. I, maybe I, I will note by Though I tracked eleven and twelve, so lucky in the tourist, respectively. Both times I noted that I can't take his voice by now. It all sounds the same vocally. So his styles are distinct and it's consistent, right? Which is great on one hand, but on the other hand, like not for not for some people, you know, and if you don't like it, like it's not it's not going to to be different. So I I really liked most of it, just not the parts where he sang <laughs> wow if anybody listens to this podcast they're gonna be mad at you <laughs> i don't know i was like um, oh this is the creep guy he can't he can't like sing like this all the time yeah he you can't see me nodding but he does. oh yeah he can well well i disagree respectfully although i i do get his voice that's kind of the main problem that a lot of people have with radiohead is is tom york's voice although i do think it it grows on you i love his voice now i've i've like i love it even more now than i did when i first started listening so if if you ever want to re-listen to the album or listen to other radiohead albums then i mean go for it you know i'm sure at some point if you yeah i listening definitely definitely yeah i'll I'll definitely get Uh you yeah but yeah um yeah on on one of my favorite websites rateyourmusic.com okay computer is listed as the number one greatest album of all time uh based on user reviews and it's been that way for for like 12 years or whatever it's been number one for like for a long time, it's probably gonna stay number one. 
um, because number one by a lot. Would you say that this is the best album of all time? Uh, I can understand the fevered frenzy and we're going with f still the fanaticism that people have with radiohead to an extent and this album and like you said these so many diehard radio head fans that are really big and appreciate okay computer but i'd say as music before and after it has has kind of overshadowed this album for me where if you put it in context i feel like i would have appreciated it a lot more uh, living through it or being more closer uh, to it, if you will. But I think all time, I it's hard for me to to say that this is the best album of all time. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's the best album of all. T- it's not even my favorite Radiohead album. <laughs> like, it's it's either it's either number two or three for me. <laughs> so so uh, so yeah. I mean, I, but I, I figured it was a good place to start since it's, uh, I think the reason it's number one really is because it's, it's a pretty easy album to listen to while at the same time being just snobbish enough to where like music nerds would be like, yeah, it's the best album of all time. But also I feel like a lot of people who aren't music nerds would be like, oh yeah, this album's like really, really good. So that's, I think what contributed to it. I don't think it's the best Radiohead album. I don't think it's the best album of all time. There's a couple that I definitely put ahead of it. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. You know, not being a, a huge Radiohead, um, not being hugely informed, rather I should say, on 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 Radiohead's albums. But I was just doing some thinking and, and googling about other albums, you know, just to try to get some inspiration out there, you know, and yeah just looking at this list i was like oh yeah like there's tons of good albums out there and it, it's so subjective it is hard to put like oh like abbey road is better than okay computer is better than, you know uh when you think of just so much great music that that they're in different spheres and we talked about tying it you know back together but earlier we talked about how how this was kind of their way to differentiate from those other British groups um, that were kind of occupying that same sphere of of popular music in that that Brit, Brit pop or, or rock scene and and kind of that transition that that uh, OK Computer and Radiohead really started. So I can I can definitely understand the appeal and like I said the connection some people have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, obviously I'm one of them who has a huge connection to this album. Um, but yeah. Just, just incredible. Um, do you think you would continue to listen to Radiohead? Hmm. Probably, probably not. Uh, but I, I don't want to say no because I do enjoy listening to new music. I just feel, to a certain extent, that his signature sound, in terms of his singing, is enough to dissuade me. But I also want to keep an open mind. So, I do, I do think that there are Radiohead albums that you would like more than this, for sure. Uh, if you want uh, more tolerable singing. <laughs> so <laughs> so eventually I'll have you listen to, to, to some of those because uh, I'm sure the people listening to this podcast probably love Radiohead. They're a bunch of nerds too, so. Probably. There you go. 
Um, and lastly, do the, the goal of this podcast is, is to expand your music taste. Do you feel like your music taste has been expanded? You know, after listening to Fitter Happier and climbing up the walls, I can definitively say that I have been expanded. Wow. Amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, I think that was a successful podcast. Um man, what a what an ending. I wish I scripted an outro. <laughs> um uh thank you we'll guys fix for it in post. We'll fix it in post, we'll fix it in the post. I'll make another outro post, I promise. Uh, all right. Well, to the people who are listening, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate my co-host Donovan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, computer, Radiohead. Hopefully, we'll get to some other albums at some point in the near future. All right. Bye bye. See ya. So long. Sayonara. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Later. Later. Uh, bon voyage. Bye. Um, uh, uh, Sayonara. I already said Sayonara. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, okay, bye.